Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room Emotions in the Bible, and we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. Friends, the readings for today are highly uncomfortable. We find Jesus amongst the Pharisees telling them the story of the poor man named Lazarus that sits at the gate of a very rich unnamed man. And we see the description of the rich man living in excess, feasting, and the poor man sitting at the gate full of sores and hungry. The only one that pays attention to the poor man is a dog that comes to lick his wounds. And when both die... The poor man goes to the bosom of Abraham, which is a place of comfort in Jewish terminology. It's, it's the place where people went after they died. And we find the rich man trying to ask for mercy from Abraham to say, let Lazarus come and, and quench the thirst and help me with this fire around me because... I did not know this is where I was going to end. And if he cannot help me, maybe he can help my brothers. But we find Abraham saying, no, there is a chasm between one world and the other one. And you made your choices on earth. Highly uncomfortable. How are we addressing the fact that Jesus says you will always have the poor amongst you and that one day he will ask us, how well did you take care of those that were less fortunate than you are? That can be highly uncomfortable if you see a homeless person driving or walking around the streets. How easy is it to actually touch them or connect with them or look at their eyes? We tend to have a hard time. I know I'm speaking for myself. It can be a very difficult thing to feel that I can connect with them because I feel there is such a gap that I don't know how I could possibly help them. I worked for an incredible man, my mentor, that one time took a homeless person into his house and developed a deep relationship with a man, helped him in all kinds of ways. I learned so much from him. But how many of us are willing to do something like that is a very difficult thing. At one level, we're supposed to give 10% of our money in tithing, and that money, it needs to go to the church. Now, what is the, the purpose of that money? What is the function of the church? The church does three main things. Pope Benedict gave a very wonderful speech about this, about which Bishop Barron talks. The church does work of evangelization, preparing the worship of God, and helping the poor. We know in our church, for example, every year we have a lot of money that gets raised through bazaars and other donations to help the poor. We have a place where people can come and get donations and and. Uh, in food, clothing, uh, if someone falls in hard times, there's a, a, a social services office that assists giving um, money for daily things, for food. So we have a, a, a structure organized to help the poor. But sometimes that makes us become hardened about really seeing the people around us and being able to connect with them as human beings. It's not easy to do that. The first reading is equally uncomfortable. It tells us, woe to the complacent. And we can all be complacent about something 
small. Well, for me, not small. I have to fix my desk. It's full of piles and I need to clear it and I haven't been doing it. So I can look at it and just keep reminding myself, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. But how am I being complacent in a way that the church is inviting me to? Because the first reading from the prophet Amos tells us exactly the image that we see Jesus telling us. Lying upon beds of ivory, stretched on couches, eating, improvising with music, drinking from wine bowls, and anointing with the best oils. Be mindful that if you indulge and you don't share, there is a consequence for that. The psalm for today says, Praise the Lord, my soul. Blessed is he who keeps faith forever, secures justice to the oppressed, gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets captives free. In this psalm, 146, we hear the same theme. Feed the hungry. Help those that are in need, that are bowed down. The strangers, the ones that are amongst us, that are weak or needy. If you look at a lot of the Catholic organizations around the world, you will see that one of the main ways that the poor, the needy, the neglected, the orphans, the people in hospice get taken care of is through monasteries, churches, outsource groups that come out of churches to assist the poor. And again, it can be easy to, to know that we're donating money and it gets done, but it's much harder to shake the hand of somebody on the street. In the second reading, uh, Paul speaks to Timothy, 1 Timothy, Man of God, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith. Friends, competition for the faith has to include the poor. And I'm saying this to myself first of all because it is not easy to do it. Now, for example, there's a group of us that have started attending some events for one of the organizations in our city that helps with prostitution. And there are prayer services and then people go out in the streets to help find people that are looking for a way out. Sometimes people fall into hard ways, hard situations, and they don't know how to come out of them. And whether somebody is homeless or somebody is hungry or somebody is engaged in, in a prostitution uh, situation, they need someone that can set them free. Free from hunger, free from having fallen low, and it's important that we make ourselves available for that. So friends, I'm saying this to my own inner self today, that there is more I can do. And so as we approach the heavenly throne today, as we ask our heavenly Father to assist us in being men and women of righteousness and gentleness, patience and love and faith and devotion, as we are looking for ways to compete well for the faith, let us ask God Almighty to give us His grace, friends, so that we can compete well, so that we can reach out to others well, so that we can extend with our time, our treasure, and our talent to include and invite others that are less fortunate 
than we are. And as always, we ask for this in the name of Jesus, our friend and our Savior. Amen. Welcome to The Inner Room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here.